When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, folks. Happy, happy Monday. Welcome to another episode of the Everything Medicare podcast. As always, I'm your host, Christian Brindle, where every single Monday and Saturday, I bring you a podcast and an episode talking about your Medicare, your Medicaid, your Social Security, and everything that has to do with that golden age called retirement. And today we're talking about a very, very overdue topic that I've been asked a couple of times to, to touch on and just haven't gotten to it yet. But today we will, and that is employer group plans. How to know if it's better to stick with your employer group plan or if it's better to bag it and take Medicare as soon as you become eligible when you turn 65 or maybe you're 68, you've been on the employer plan this whole time. And you just didn't know if it was the best thing for you or not. You just decided to stick with it because it was less complicated, but you didn't know if Medicare would be better to take or not. I think that that's a very, very loaded question and has a lot of specifics and details to it, but I'm going to do my best to give you some overall guidelines and what you can look for in order to make that tough decision easier. Folks, I really, really appreciate you listening. Um, And... Like I've told you in the past episodes, I just wanted to give you an update. We will be having more interviews soon with insurance professionals throughout the insurance industry. I have a couple people lined up. The reason why we haven't had them is because, like I've told you, my wife and I are in the end game for her giving birth to our first child. And, you know, the doctors have told us the day that the, the baby could come could be anywhere between today and May 7th, which is her inducement date. And I just can't commit to any specific appointments, and I don't want to waste anybody's time. So after the baby's born, expect to see more interviews coming up um, with different people, one of which will most likely be with my, my father, my dad, who's been in the Medicare industry for 30 years and taught me everything I know from a very, very early age. So I'm really, really excited to bring you that one. I think that one would be a very interesting interview to listen to, and it will be coming. If this is your first time listening, thank you for listening. My name is Christian Brindle, and I'm a Medicare health plan specialist and expert in Utah. And I've been working with people on Medicare for many years. Um, I own an organization called Christian Brindle Insurance Services where we work with people on their Medicare to help them find the best available fits for them, and then we service their plans going forward. Um, Today, folks, this is a topic that I personally run into about 12 times a month at least. Um, I run into it significantly more than probably any other topic that we've talked about on this podcast. Well, maybe not, but almost. And that is whether to know if it's best for you to stick with your employer plan or to take Medicare at 65. So let me give you some background on what I'm talking about if you're not quite sure. 
When someone turns 65, they become eligible for Medicare Parts A and B. Now, if you've listened to me before, you already know this, but Medicare Part A has no premium attached to it. It's what you've been paying into your entire life. It's what they've been taking out of your FICA, Social Security, Medicare checks, and all those things to pay for Medicare Part A. So it doesn't come with any premium as long as you've worked in the United States for at least 10 years of your life, the, the proper amount of quarters. Medicare Part B um, comes with a premium that varies from year to year, but this year in 2019, it's $135.50. So when you've become 65, basically, you're required to take A and B. Otherwise, you'll get penalized. Now, there is an exception to this penalty, and that is if you're currently employed and you're receiving coverage through that employer, okay? So, if you're currently employed and you're getting coverage through your current employer, it has to be through a current employer. It can't be a company you used to work through and you're retired from. It can't be a marketplace plan or a cost-sharing plan or anything like that. It has to be through a current employer. So that's big. That is the one exception that you can use to postpone Medicare Part A and B. Now, my advice to people, no matter what you do, is you always take Medicare Part A at 65, no matter what you do, because two reasons. Number one, it's not going to cost you anything, and it gives you some extra coverage, Um, And who doesn't want extra coverage that doesn't cost anything? Number two, and I think this is probably the um, the more substantial reason that you'll want to take it at 65. It's a pain in the butt to take later. It's very difficult to be able to get it later. You're, um, You're going to be required to jump through some hoops. And it's the easiest method, in my opinion, to just take Part A at 65, even if you postpone Medicare Part B. It can be done online. I've done a podcast in the past on how to enroll into Medicare, so go back and listen to that. But it's the easiest process to just take Medicare Part A at 65 no matter what you do. So let's get that out of the way first and foremost. You want to take Part A. So what you're postponing is Medicare Part B that has that premium of $135.50. So how long can you do that? Well, that's a tricky question. How long are you planning on working? Because the answer to that question is the answer to the question that you just asked me. How long can we do this for? As long as you're currently employed through that company and you still have benefits through them, you can postpone Part B without any penalty or any consequence. So how does someone know if that's the best thing for them? Well, there's a couple key things that you can look for that I'm going to touch on in segment two. Stay put. Welcome back, folks. Thanks for sticking with us into segment two. And today we are talking about group plans, employer health benefit plans, and how to determine and how to know if it's better to stick with your group plan or if it's better to take Medicare. Well, let's start off with the most obvious determination here. And that one's pretty simple. How much do you pay for this group plan? Some group plans are highly expensive 
And some group plans are very, very inexpensive. One thing we need to get out of the way and be able to distinguish here is every single employer plan is different from one another. Some are very, very good and some aren't so good. The way group plans work, folks, is typically you have a premium of a plan and it's typically not that much different than, let's say, that of a marketplace plan. You know, it's a typical benefit with that. But most likely and most often, the employer pays a portion of that premium for you. So let's say the entire premium for your group plan, if you have a really good one, is seven or $800 per month. The employer might be paying $500 or more of that. So the portion you pay might only be two or $300. Or you could have a $300 premium plan and they could pay all of it but 50 bucks a month and then you pay the rest. Or you could pay $500 a month out of your pocket for it per month, but the employer could be paying 200 of it, meaning that the total amount is 700. Most people don't realize that what you pay for the group plan is not the only cost that comes with the group plan. Let me say that again. What you pay for your group plan is not the only cost that's associated or comes with the group plan because the employer most of the time is picking up a a portion of it. It could be significant or it could be relatively insignificant. Every group plan is basically specifically designed to work with that employer. So some of them are very good, some of them not so good, but keep that in mind that's a reason typically why when if someone has a very good or strong employer plan that they don't necessarily come with as such high costs as regular insurance plans or maybe even Medicare plans because they could be picking up a lion's share of the premium and you don't even know it. Most people do know that, but some don't. So... What do we want to look for first? Well, the first thing we want to look for is the cost. That's the number one thing, in my opinion, when you're looking at this kind of things. There are some advantages and disadvantages that we'll get into in a second here. But first of all, let's talk about the cost. Is the group plan um, costing you more than the Part B premium? The $135.50 per month. Is it costing more than that? Is it costing you $150 a month? Is it costing you $200 a month? Is it costing you $300 a month? Well, I would say if it's costing you $300 a month, it's an absolute no-brainer in most cases that you'll want to take Medicare because you can get on Medicare and pick up a Medicare Advantage plan or in some states, maybe even a Medicare supplement plan and pay less or if not the same premium and have better medical coverage. So there's that. I've seen some people that pay 50 bucks a month for their group plan. They want, they want to stay with it because them picking up Medicare alone, the Medicare Part B premium will cost them 85 some odd dollars more per month than um, the group plan will cost. So what else do you want to look for besides the cost? So just let's get that out of the way. If you go with a Medicare Advantage plan, most states will have options that are $0 premium plans. Typically, Medicare Advantage plans will come with better medical benefits than a group plan because group plans are normally going to come with deductibles, 1,000, 2,000, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, maybe even 10 
$1,000 deductibles that you're going to have to meet before they'll pay anything substantial. But like I said, all group plans are different, so there's no absolutes with this, but most group plans come with some kind of deductible. So let me paint a picture here for you. Let's say I'm paying $300 a month for a group plan that covers me. I have a $5,000 deductible. Well, it'd probably be in my best interest to pick up Medicare and go with a supplement or an Advantage plan because chances are I'll be able to get either a a Medicare Advantage plan with a $0 premium to where I only pay the $135.50 for Part B. So I'm saving premium and I don't have a $5,000 deductible I have to meet. I just have co-pays with a Medicare Advantage plan, most of them. Or I could pay the same amount of premium I'm paying or maybe a little more and have no out-of-pocket for medical bills. So you gotta, you got you to gotta swing this, not just as from a cost perspective, although the cost is important, but also from a benefit perspective. If you have a group plan that's giving you a $1,000 deductible and maybe a $1,500 maximum out-of-pocket, meaning that's the most that you'll spend in medical bills for the remainder of the year and they'll pay the rest after that, and they're only charging you 100 bucks a month for it, that's a group plan you're going to want to stay with as long as you're working. See, so it just depends on where you're working. And there's good group plans and there's bad group plans. So there's no exact answer to whether you should or you shouldn't. But my opinion, there are three important things that you should look at when you're trying to make the decision. Number one, will you, will you pay the same premium or less? You want to make sure that you're either paying the same premium you're paying or less. Number two, you want to make sure that your medical benefits are an upgrade. If you have an extremely low deductible, then that's probably not going to be an upgrade in the combination of medical benefits and premium. Okay, Make sure that you're going to have better medical coverage. If you have a deductible of $5,000 or more, or maybe even three or $4,000 or more, chances are you can probably get better medical coverage but it also depends on how much you are spending in premium for it. The third and final thing you want to take into consideration is probably just as important as the first two, to be honest with you, and that is your prescription coverage. Right now, in 2019, and I've done episodes about this in the past, so I'm not going to go into too much detail. Go back and listen to them if you'd like to know more. But group plans and employer plans don't come with the donut hole. Right now in 2019, Medicare drug plans do. So if you're taking any expensive medications or any significant amount of medications or maybe even some brand names, chances are your group plan may be covering them better than any Medicare plan would. So even if you have better medical benefits, even if you save premium, but you're taking some expensive medications and your group plan's charging you pennies on the dollar for them, and the Medicare plan would cost you an arm and a leg more for them, then that's a realistic possibility. When it comes to expensive medications, folks, and I'll be the first to tell you this, Medicare drug plans typically are rather limited because of the donut hole. The donut hole makes you go through stages of drug coverage to where if you enter a certain stage throughout the calendar year, The amount you pay typically tends to go up. Like I said, if you want to know everything about the donut hole, go back and listen to my podcast episode all about the coverage gap, also known as the donut hole. 
Every Medicare drug plan has it. There's no way around it. But employer group plans don't. So those three things need to align. The premium, the medical coverage, and the drug coverage. Now, if the drug coverage and the medical coverage align so well that you save a, just a significant amount of out-of-pocket, especially if you use your plan a lot, even if you spend more in premium for the Medicare plan, then that could be worth it as well. You have to be able to sit down and tally up those three um, categories. You want to be able to tally the, how much premium you're going to be spending, the difference in out-of-pocket, and the estimated drug costs. Uh, my advice is take those three categories for both sides. Do, um, do get, get a yellow notepad, do them side-by-side, side, add them up, and which one's going to save you more money? That's a great way to look at this. Like I said, there's some great group plans out there and people need to stay on them, but there's, not, there's some not so great ones that people are on and they don't even know that they can do better by getting on Medicare right away. Stay with me into segment three. I have a few more thoughts I'd like to share with you on this. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back, folks, to our third and final segment of this week's Everything Medicare podcast. Okay, so there's a couple final thoughts I want to share on this employer group plan thing that's important for you to keep in mind. The other thing you want to make sure that you are understanding is let's say you do exactly what I told you to do. And you sit down and you look at the premiums you're going to pay versus a Medicare plan in your area. Like I said, depending on what state you're listening to, that could gravely affect how this is going to work because all markets are different. Um, you sit down, you look at the, you compare the medical coverage and the Medicare plan will be superior. You sit down and you look at it and the prescription coverage will be equivalent to, if not better, than what you're having. If you, if you nail all three scenarios and you want to change you might be thinking that you cannot do so until you reach open enrollment. And I'm here to tell you that's absolutely not the case. You can drop your group plan at any time by getting on Medicare. All you have to do is, let's say you're 68, you took Part A at 65, you postponed Medicare Part B. There's a lot of people listening to me that are in that exact situation, so I'm going to use you as an example. Let's say you did that. All you have to do is enroll in Medicare Part B, you, by you getting on Medicare Part B for a future date, try to aim it for a month, maybe two months ahead of time, you'll be getting on to Medicare Part B. And that is looked at by the employer plan as a life-changing event, meaning that you'd be able to drop it at any time of the year. So you don't have to wait till open enrollment. Keep this in mind. This is important for you to know. Anything that's looked at as a life-changing event, moving out of state, um, there's a lot of them. Uh, getting onto Medicare, that look is looked at as a life-changing event and the open enrollment rules don't matter for you. But you have a deadline to do this by. So make sure that you know exactly what you're doing ahead of time. If you might be in one of those situations and you happen to live in Utah, Idaho, or Florida, and you'd like to talk with me for no cost, no obligation about what your options are about your Medicare, feel free to give me a call at our offices at Christian Brindle Insurance Services 
at 801-255-5340, 801-255-5340, and just ask for Christian. If you're not in one of those 47 states, you're still welcome to shoot me an email, and I can kind of give you my advice on what I'd recommend. And that would be Christian B, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N, B as in boy, Christian B at xmission.com. Just the letter X and then the word mission.com. Christian B at xmission.com. Folks, I can't thank you enough for listening. If you're listening to us on a service that, because we're on many, many, many different platforms, if you're listening to us on a service that allows you to leave us a review, please don't don't hesitate to leave us a five-star review because it helps us reach more people just like you. My mission in doing this podcast is to provide information to the masses in an otherwise limited world where not only is the information hard to get, the government themselves put rules in place that prevent us from sharing the information. There's a lot of people gunning for me, folks, for bringing you this information the way I do. It's a gray area for them. They're not sure what to do with me. Help us out. Show us support. It'll go a long way. And by you helping us, it might help someone come across and find us easier. And you might be doing someone a favor. Can't wait to talk with you again this coming Saturday. Have a great week. And happy May.